Welcome to episode 138 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. And I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg. My co-host, uh, Warren Sklar, was supposed to be here, but unfortunately, he had internet issues, so it wasn't going to work out today. But we, also, we already had planned a wonderful guest, uh, returning guest, Mr. Mike LaPlante. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Uh, Absolutely. David, uh, how you, it's been a how long, you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a long time since you were on the show. I think oh, at least over a year. So uh, I say it was overdue, but you, uh, you you put some interesting discussion about Apple Maps in the Mac of the future. And I said, hmm, it's a good, good, good excuse to have Mike back on the show here. So <laughs> yes, and that's what we need, an excuse. It's a good excuse, but no, you should always be coming back here. So uh, and uh, yeah, we. if anybody doesn't know, you and I, Met at each other at Backstock, and um, and then uh, I was on your old show, uh, iChart Radio, which uh, really got me some motivation to 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 do this podcast. And here I am, 138 episodes later, and uh, and uh, we're we're still we're still going strong with talking about uh, tech and iPhone, iOS, all that fun stuff, huh? Dave, and Dave has the passion, that's for sure. Yes. I, I love it that yeah. there's folks out there still doing the podcast about uh apple related stuff yeah well there's still tons of them out there <laughs> so i am i'm not in i'm in good company but uh, there's there is a lot out there so but uh let's uh we're going to talk about the news here this week you had a couple stories you popped in here as well as um uh mentioned beta real quick we'll talk like i said about the the discussion a little about apple maps and then i have a discussion here we're going to talk about uh, with the airpods we'll hold that thought to a little bit here so um let's uh, go ahead and um Go to the first story here. This was on uh, 9 to 5 Mac. We have actually have two links here. Anchor beats Apple to market. New iPhone 12 MagSafe compatible battery pack is now available. Um, the popular accessory maker Anchor, which I really like their products, uh, has officially released mm-hmm. a new MagSafe compatible wired wireless power ba- bank for, for iPhone 12 users. Uh, this comes as rumors suggested that Apple was developing its own similar accessory, but had faced some roadblocks in development. Hmm, seems like seems to recall that uh, with Apple in the past there. Uh, but Anchor, which there's no surprise here, uh, teased it at CES last month. I did see that when I when I was covering CES, and uh, it is now able to order. So, uh, Mike, yeah, you, this caught your eye. Um, what was your thoughts on this? Well, my thoughts are the fact that a company like Anchor, which they're developing a name for themselves in you know this type of market, uh, accessories for iOS devices, or even Macs for that matter, um, <clears throat> pardon me. The fact that they put something out to market before Apple did, and it, it seems as though Apple has an issue with power accessories. Uh, they, they they were going to release something they called the Power Mat. Was it the Power Mat or Power, power Mat? Pad? That's why I kind of made that snark comment. It's like, yeah, that that never came to be, <laughs> and it, it never came to fruition. And you would think that shortly after you release a phone with a MagSafe adapter, a way for you to get the power into this thing, it just seemed like a a no brainer. You're going to obviously have a battery pack on, on that, but um, no go anchor comes in before Apple. There is a little bit of a, uh, not a caveat, but um, the the fact that the anchor device, which basically just snaps onto the back of your iPhone 12, um, it only allows you to uh, charge at five Watts as opposed to a, uh, which is the, uh, what, do, what do they call it? Compatible with iPhone yeah. as opposed to, uh, being in the program itself, which at that point you are able to charge at 15 Watts. 
Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is great. And then there was two articles we we linked to both nine to five Mac and the Verge. So it did to make the Verge. So if it makes the Verge, you know, it's a it's big news. So, um, but uh, yeah, this is uh, it, it's, it's as I said, it sports only a five thousand milliamp battery. So of course they got to they got had to keep it light, only to keep it uh, compact in size. I would think. Um, and I would think. And uh, it does also have a USB C output for charging with the cable as well. So if you decide you, know, you don't want to do it wirelessly, you can you can just take a, a cable. And, and do the lightning to right. USB-C and plug it in. Yeah, so you got a little bit extra battery pack, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's small. It almost fits in your pocket. So um, Right, so you could use it basically with anything. Pretty much, yeah. It's just like, a, it, I mean, that's, well, and that's typical Anchor. I mean, I've got tons, I'm sure you do too. i got Anchor batteries laying around here everywhere. I got, like sitting over there, i got a big bag of batteries. I'm like, why do I, I have like five batteries. Like, why did I need all these batteries for? They're probably, they're still good. So, uh, but you, you like, you never know. I got to carry around batteries with me. So let's, let's have four or five batteries with you. But you know, those are the big giant bricks, the two twenty thousand milliamp ones. And right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so what are you rocking right now? You got an iPhone 12? I got the 12 pro max. Yep. I got to see on the camera here. Uh, love it. Absolutely love it. It's, it's a, I mean, that's what I assumed you had. Yeah. Um, so what is your battery life with the average David Ginsburg daily routine going on? How's you know, your battery? Actually, that, that, good question about the battery life, because um, uh, I, I put it to a really good test here. Like today, I'm still at 71%, and I've been using it, you know, about average all day. I mean, nothing crazy, nothing crazy uh, uh, busy with it. But uh, but yesterday, I was doing some video recording. Sorry, I want to grab a drink here. Uh, and... Um, I uh, I was doing some video recording. I was recording um, for for work, and uh, but I was recording in 4K 60. You know, so that's some pretty intense, oh, okay. some pretty intense uh, video. So uh, by the time, and this was the, I was probably the first time uh, since I've probably had the phone that got under 15 percent. I left by the end of the day, uh, but it was only and what we're what we're using to uh, to video record what app were you using um i just use the camera app i was going to use filmic pro which is, is a really good uh uh which is a really good yeah. app i should have but, uh, but uh i just didn't have the time to to get it set i was you know it was, we were on a time crunch so but i i did use a uh and um um i did use an external um uh, uh lapel mic and and plugged in with the uh the the lightning to uh, headphone jack adapter 3.5 uh, yeah, 3.5 jack adapter and then that yeah, worked the, the mic worked great so we had some good sound so um so but yeah the battery life for the most part the iphone tw- all the 12s you have do you have a 12 or you have a i don't you know? i'm still on the 11 which, pro which is fine um it's still a great phone thanks dave no thanks what, appreciate it this no it is <laughs> i mean people who have the 11 i tell them you know if there's no most people, not not un- crazy people like me, who have to are in the upgrade program and have to upgrade get the next thing a- every right year. Now. I do it every year. Warren does the same thing, so that's why probably Warren and I probably get along so well because well, he's a little crazier than I am. He's buying new Macs like every other day, but that's a whole other story. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the the battery life's good. So something like this, I I think this battery pack's probably not going to be anything I would probably be really too interested in uh, because you know because I have so many batteries and then. Um, <clears throat> It's um and um and the battery life has been so good on my on my iPhone 12 Pro Max that you know that's something I so what, what I'm asked I'm I'm kind of curious you have so many batteries what do you use the batteries for if you're battery I, I had life been on using them you know I had been using them for charging them before but they're you know I, I've had them over the last couple of years so they're not something I had bought just recently purchased just recently so um, oh, okay so but 
you know, just like anybody, you know, look at my closet. I got bins for cords and cables and, you know, that's, I'm a tech guy. You got to have all this stuff. I, you, you never know when I'm in need of stuff. So the, I got baggies of of, uh, of a Firewire 400 cables up there. And like, why am I keeping this stuff? I mean, I just throw it out. But, you know, you never know. You might need a cable, you know. <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you have a Firewire cable and he throws it out. Of course, oh, yeah. I got a Firewire fire, fire 800 sitting right here. On my, it plugged into my OWC uh, dock station here. So, because uh, you know, I still have Firewire uh, uh, external drives. So, you never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. It was a great technology, Firewire, but yeah. obviously Apple felt the need to move on. Absolutely. So, uh, we, boy, we went off a tangent there, but. <laughs> That's okay. That's what that, we like. That we're having a good happened. conversation here. <laughs> um, then um, uh, this was a Mac rumor, Mac rumors uh, the other day. Of course, on February twenty fourth, it was it marked the Steve Jobs' sixty sixth birthday. Um, he, uh, yeah, we we sure miss him. He passed away in twenty eleven. God, it's been it'll be ten years since uh, yeah. in October. Um, so. Uh, and they had a nice article to, t- to talk about. Of course, Mac Rumors is 21 years old, so I guess they were on the same day, So, which was kind of ironic, uh, being that Steve Jobs was always one to uh, not be too much of a fan of the rumor sites, if I seem to remember a rumor site that did get shut down by Apple many, many years ago. Oh, boy, you got a good memory. Yeah, there, I forgot the name of the site, but I remember it happening. Um, uh, but... Um, so it talks about, you know, all the changes that happened. And I remember the day that they introduced the iPod and when he brought it out, pulled it out of his pocket. And, uh, and so a lot of exciting things that happened with, um, with, um, with Steve Jobs and, you know, very, very much missed around the world, uh, from the Apple fans and Tim Cook, you know, had, had some nice, uh, some nice words about him and, and a lot of good stuff. So, but with, I, Again, I got into the Apple world a little late in the game. I didn't start really being into Apple more until really about 2005, 2006. So, whereas many others have been around since uh, the 80s when the Macintosh first came out. So, I missed that world. I right. sh- should have should have been in that, but I store I store myself away for a while and <laughs> didn't come back until later. So, uh, but what'd you think? I think yeah, this was this was good good to, to, to good to talk about him and what he's Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Yeah, his impact is obviously it's it's huge in terms of technology just in general his ideas pushed forward a lot of innovation that uh who knows what would have you know would have been around if he hadn't showed up having said that what if he's only 66 years old if he was still living yeah. today uh it, it boggles the mind to think uh, you know what we'd have if he was still living it makes you think of someone like uh like Jimi Hendrix or something, you know, right. like what kind of music he was, would he be making? He was like right 24. Yeah, he was like 25, so wasn't he when he passed? Uh, Jimi Hendrix? He was 27, I believe. Close. <laughs> yeah. He belonged to the 27 club. Yeah. If you're so, familiar with that. So check that out. That was, that was some good stuff. And um, next uh, story was. Uh, 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 Apple offers a developers a clarification on some app privacy data reporting requirements. And this actually, this was a Mac, Mac rumors as well. Apple today informed its developers that it's included, it's introducing additional guide guidance for the app store privacy labels, uh, which has been, you know, quite a controversy for the last, uh, uh, 
month or so since it was announced that 14.5 when it's released is going to be enforcing this um, and apple says that the rules surrounding the data types types like email text messages and gameplay content have been expanded to make it easier for developers to understand and comply with these requirements um, and on its developer website it had a detailed list of the kind of information that developers must provide for their apps um, and ex explanation and types of data collected all that fun stuff um, so uh, it just going to be interesting to see where this goes. I mean, obviously, uh, we've been hearing a lot with Facebook, and I'm honestly tired of hearing about Facebook and this whole thing with the privacy thing. Uh, but they need to get over it because this is this is something that needs to be done. I think the, the Apple's looking out in the best interest of us and giving us the option. Do we want our things to be private or not? And, and it really is. It's important. What, what do you think? I think that Apple is taking the high road like they always have, and they always thought that uh, customer uh, yeah. privacy uh, was paramount uh, in, in all regards, whether it's the data you put into the apps that you get on the App Store or service, <clears throat> pardon me, the services they provide as well. It's just something that they really believe in. And I think as uh, time went on, you know, Facebook, Google, and, you know, all these companies that are using your data, to uh, target ads at you, yeah. um, it, it, they feel this is something that's good for the customer. But in reality, it, it's mostly good for Facebook and Google. It's on a second tier. It's good for the advertisers, the people who, right. who place ads on these platforms. It's you know, it's an amazing platform to have all the eyeballs looking at your ads, and it's the least good for the consumers. There are times when I see an ad, and I'm thinking. That was a really well-placed ad. And then I ended up buying something there. But then you, you yeah. always get creeped out. But then there, we have to think about at what point do we stop getting creeped out and we get used to this? You know, we know that people are watching. Well, there's not people watching. It's, there's an algorithm watching us. That's another thing that helps you get past all this is the fact that you realize there's no real person who's looking at where I go on the Internet. It's all figured out on computers. And if someone wanted to extract that information, sure. Yeah. But that never happens. It, for the most part, all this stuff is going on behind the scenes. And it's all for the purpose of taking advertisements and putting them in front of your eyeballs. Absolutely. And um, I'm all for it, um, and I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. But these developers are going to have to get get going. And we've talked about this before on the show here about Google. A lot of the Google apps haven't been updated since December. I haven't looked since uh, since then. But they're going to have to get on the bandwagon if they want these apps to to be available in the App Store. So uh, they have to get this. Going to have. I think they're 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 on it. Yeah, they, I think they are. So someone like Google, they're going to throw it. They're going to throw all their stuff. Well, on fourteen five is released. Being Apple compliant. On fourteen five is released. They're going to. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're it's got to be, gonna have to, be done by then for sure. It, so. um, next story, uh, Apple surpasses a Samsung as the world's largest smartphone maker in the fourth quarter. Uh, this is Mac Rumors. Apple overtook Samsung to become the largest smartphone vendor worldwide in the fourth quarter of 2020, a feat not achieved by Apple since 2016, according to the market the data from Gartner. The final quarter of 2020, Apple sold 80 million new iPhones, largely driven by the launch of the first 5G-enabled phone ser iPhone series, of course, the iPhone 12. And, um, and and improved camera features was a big thing, and that was one of the things that I motivated me with the iPhone 12 as well. Uh, but uh, this is great to see. I, I'm I'm glad to see that uh, that, that 
Apple continues to excel with uh, with the iPhone. I mean, it's their bread and butter. You know, it's big, 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 big part of their business. And this chart here shows all the other all the other phone manufacturers. It's just basically Apple, Samsung, uh, Huawei. I would you wouldn't I couldn't buy a Huawei phone if you paid me. But <laughs> the Chinese company. So, but the <laughs> privacy issues though. But uh, yeah, what what do you think? This I think this is something great. I think that back in 2016, when this record was done before, Apple was releasing their iPhone sales results every quarter. But now we're relying on uh, some kind of Gartner voodoo magic <laughs> secret sauce for for these numbers, which it, it kind of makes you it makes it a little less legitimate. Uh, and you have to think that with Samsung and Apple, the, the, you know, the it's pretty close, obviously, if they, you know, they, they kind of keep leapfrogging over each other, going back and forth, depending on uh, on a lot of things. But for the most part, uh, they're pretty tight at, at the top there of the smartphone market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For but sure. having said that, what, what else did I want to say about that was... Um, uh, oh, the, the smartphone sales were down 12.5% globally for the year 2020 yeah. but uh apple Not didn't apple. see any no. apple didn't see any decline and so that's probably why they sold more phones because yeah. samsung did see some declines because they're in markets that uh, you know they sell a lot of you know, they sell a lot of models of phones but right. they they sell lots of phones that you know people just passed up on in yeah. the 2020 too many models samsung as far as i'm concerned but <laughs> and, uh, but uh that that's me um and then uh last story we had this week uh this was in imore.com actually uh, uh there will never be a free tier of apple music confirms heads of licensing uh uh apple's global senior director of music publishing uh, elena siegel has told uh has told uh the company has gone further than any other streaming platform to ensure money flows to artists on Apple Music. We did talk about the, the money that is getting back to, uh, yeah. to to Apple, which is great. That was a new story a couple of weeks ago, uh, and they've been doing a really great job of making sure that the money's going back to the artists and really being very supportive. Um, and uh, and they, they were questioning uh, they were questioning her to see what, whether a streaming service should be considered similar to what Spotify, I believe, does because you can have Spotify free and be able to listen to music. I believe YouTube Music does that as well. Um, yep. But but why? I mean, what, what's not? I mean, if anything, what's going to happen with this is the fact that uh, app, um, the musicians are going to be much happier with Apple because Apple is rewarding them and not not offering their services as a free tier. So, and you being a music guy, what do you think? Well, I think the free tier that is uh, in the Spotify platform, those are um, their advertise, advertisement dollars right. that are directed to uh, the artists in that tier, as opposed to the, you know, the paid tiers. And mm-hmm. th- there's a different pay scale. And that whole pay yeah. scale thing, it, it's, it's just so convoluted. Like if you're a big, big name, you can negotiate your price. But if you're just Joe Blow, kind of, you know, got a, some popularity, you're t- you're getting what we give you basically. You don't have any, you don't have any power to negotiate. You're taking the one one hundredth of a penny for every stream, or it's not even that. It's way less than that. What am I even thinking? <laughs> but it's uh, it's next to nothing basically. Yeah. These yeah. artists are getting unless you're someone like Lady Gaga or Led Zeppelin or you know someone huge. 
right. uh, you're getting what they give you, basically. Yeah, and they so. they even were talking about uh, here. Uh, the unlevel refers to assertion that YouTube doesn't necessarily have licensing for all the music it uses and doesn't need to. And, you know, free is free. Uh, that's hard to compete against it. But then but you know, there's some justification, like you said. Are you are, are these artists really getting rewarded for their for their music when people are listening to it for free? So it's uh, definitely an interesting thing. That's right. Yeah, YouTube is is. Yeah, that's a whole different thing as well. Yeah. It's not all one level thing there either you got artists who have you know uh whole uh groups of people making sure that their music is not being played on youtube right because they have all the copyright their copyright claims are like uh afoot i mean i think i posted a video of uh from my apple user group and he he played like a like not even five or ten seconds of a song and they 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 threw a copyright claim right on it. I'm like, really? It wasn't even, it wasn't even like part. It was just all he was using is doing as a demo. He wasn't even playing it as I you know, like to actually play the song. So, um, so they're very, very on, on the YouTube, the video side of things, they're very strict about that. So now I'm a subscriber to uh, YouTube premium, you know, so, cause I, I think it's worth it because you know, as many of us love being on YouTube, but, every day and could could spend probably your entire day if not then some watching <laughs> all the content that's on youtube but youtube music is included with that with that subscription so right. so youtube music does have some ha, have some benefits as well so you know i'm an apple music subscriber because I, I do have the apple bundle that's included with it and now and then uh, and then then youtube music though so i i'm i'm a, I'm a consumer of two platforms for music so uh so you, you get you know, really the best of both worlds. Um, but cause there might be some, there might be some obscure, uh, songs that were, that, that, uh, that were on uh, YouTube music that aren't on Apple music. I'll go to give a good example of music. Uh, Alf Slicing. Um, you know, he, I, he did a solo album. I never even realized that. Uh, and, and there was a song, a solo album called vapor, um, which you probably know. And, uh, and I, I it was on YouTube music. Oh, this is great. I want to listen to this. And he, you know, it sounded great. I mean, it was, you know, cause you know, I'm a big rush fan too. Uh, um, but it wasn't on Apple music. So, uh, so, so you have, there's just a kind of one example of, you know, there, there are services out there that may yeah, have, one, have stuff. A lot of these one-off albums that don't make it to Apple's service because it just wasn't on, on that level or the artist decided not to make it available. Someone yeah. like Alex Lifeson can afford to do something like that. And you know, Getty Lee has a solo album too, yes, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. He does. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, 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 the all, both the guys had some great stuff. Um, so, uh, but, uh, yep. So that, that's it with the music here. And then that's also it with, uh, with the news that we're going to cover this week. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about beta, uh, iOS 14.5 beta two, uh, is uh, is still still out. It hasn't uh, hasn't uh, gone beyond beta two. Unfortunately, Warren's not here to to, to defend himself because, as we know, and I keep talking on the show every week, he loves being on the cutting edge of beta, and he always says it's okay. But we love you, Warren. Uh, and uh, and and he had thought that it was going to get released to the public this week because in, in Mac to the Future uh, Facebook page uh, group, uh, he had posted, "Get ready, it's dropping this week," and it didn't happen. <laughs> so. Um, I think the biggest thing that people are really itching to, to, to get with this beta is the fact of being able to uh, unlock your iPhone wearing a mask, uh, the, utilizing your Apple Watch. So you'll be able to up, upgrade to, to 
um, watch OS 7.4 and you'll be able to upgrade to uh, iOS 14.5. And then you'll be able to now finally it, get that convenience because the Apple Watch, just like Apple Watch now can unlock your Mac, um, it's now going to be able to unlock your iPhone um, with wearing a mask because it'll see it'll it'll do face id and still see what you're wearing a mask and it automatically opens up so and, and i'm yeah, sorry i think it uses go ahead i'm sorry go ahead no no go ahead go ahead i think it uses uh whatever it is sixty thousand dots or thirty thousand right. points of light uh and i think it just repurposes those into the the cavities of your uh, eyeballs and the yeah. edge of your the the bridge of your nose so uh yeah that's a great convenience it's interesting that one of the one of the most uh, like a friendly feature that that we're looking forward to in this next version is a feature that we're hopefully not even going to need a year on or two years on. Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, So, um, uh, so beta should be out. I'm I'm anticipating. I would hope to see it drop next week as we record this. Um, uh, But there also could be some things holding back a little bit because of what we just talked about earlier with the security and the, um, and the, the privacy settings that, that, that a lot of pushing is going on. So they're probably, you know, being smart and waiting to see how things fall in place before it, it gets finally released. Uh, but you know, hard to say it's beta. Yeah. And, and what do you, what do you think as far as when that's going to actually drop like uh, sometime in March? I thought, I thought for sure. And Warren and I both had been talking about it. The fact that just this, this this uh, Apple Watch unlock with the mask was a big, huge game changer, and it, and it made it made uh, and most n- normally um, uh, media outlets don't um, normally talk about beta, and it was making it all the the major media outlets, you know, CNN and you know all the other big ones. Oh, look at th- what you're going to be able to do on your iPhone! So it, it it got a lot of publicity. So you would think that Apple is probably very is itching to get it out in people's hands and be able to do it. Uh So for those who who don't like to live on the edge of beta, like Warren does, but, uh, um, so I would anticipate, I don't know, it it could be next week. It's very possible. Uh, because usually like Tuesday, Wednesday is really when they've been releasing the, to the public once that it comes out of beta to, to, to the public release. So, uh, so when do you think the, the, the golden release is going to be available to everybody? Like I said, I think, it's very possible next week. I, I really, I really yeah. think so. Because it's been two weeks since, uh, almost two weeks since Beta Two came out. Um, unless they have another Beta they want to come out with, uh, just to, just to iron the bugs out. Um, um, uh, the, these 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 short Betas tend to to not go real long. I mean, unlike when the okay. when, when when the major release, like when iOS fifteen starts rolling back out in June, which of course that'll go for a few months. Um, they they've been they've been pretty right, quick. Yeah. They've been pretty quick with Beta releases uh, going going public to to public release so so it's definitely definitely gonna be interesting so all right let's move on to the topic of the week and and mike uh had posted this great video out on our mac to the future uh, facebook page it was (laughs) and it was a short but sweet page and a few few interesting comments i must say but uh but you know that's the way it goes when you post things on facebook but um (laughs) but you were having a challenge of 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 uh Apple Maps showing the location of a site, and and I I agree with you. I I use Apple, but I'm a big Apple user, Apple Maps user, and what I would do is I would search for something and I would say, hey, I want to know where it's where, where it's actually located, and I would type it in. And you're right, there are some some there's there are some challenges that where it isn't going to show up on Apple Maps, where Google Maps tends to do a little better job of it. So go ahead and tell tell the listeners what 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 your uh, what your experience was and and uh, and what uh, 
what we were disappointed with of all these years since Apple Maps was started. Yeah, well, Apple Maps has had a, a trying time. Like we're basically on the second iteration of Apple Maps right, right now, I think. Yeah, so it, it was so bad the first time that they said, let's get rid of that. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Could you actually imagine that if yeah. you're a company and you got rid of your whole mapping platform? And here we are right now, uh, and we're still punching in we're, uh, the names of places, and their Apple Maps is not able to find them. And this is not, for me to post a video to the Max of the Future thing, it wasn't just a one-off No, I thing. know, I know it wasn't. It, it, it was, it, this happens to me on a kind of regular basis. Yeah. Um, my, my wife tends to use, she just falls back to Apple Maps. And so I'm in her realm, like, you know, I might be navigating yeah. for or whatever. And it's, and, and then she gets frustrated. I'm like, eh, you probably shouldn't be using Apple Maps. <laughs> well, there's something else to use. Well, yeah, there's, there's Google Maps you could use. And I, I just the fact that Google Maps, um, it seems to have a lot more concentrated, up to date, information about uh, retail locations I find as well. Whereas you, you zoom in on any given intersection, in any given town and it, in Apple maps, it tends to be a little bare. Like, you know, you, you have a, a street, uh, a store name, and then you go down for four more businesses and then it might have that one. Whereas in Google map, it's got every single one and it might just be the new pizza shop that just opened up last week. That's there. Like it's, it's, it's amazing how up, how fast they get updated with, uh, you know, new information in terms of, uh, stuff that's going on in the cities. Like, you know, they open up a new thing and it's there right, right away. It seems like so with Apple Maps, I would, yeah, like uh, the story is I was just laying in bed with my iPad and I was watching. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I belong to a wine club and this guy was telling me about this winery from British Columbia that I had. I've, I've been to British Columbia wine country for many times. And you mentioned a winery. I've never even heard of them. I'm like, well, where's this at? And I just accidentally open Apple maps and try to punch it in. No dice punch it in Google maps. It showed up. But the thing is it was the name of the winery is called intersection, intersection winery, but the name of the actual name of the place is called intersection estate winery. Mm. So w when you punched in intersection state winery into Apple maps, you, you do get to go there. But how do we know that? I, I just see a guy holding up a, a bottle of wine, says intersection, and I just punch an intersection winery. Google has the you know the wherewithal to figure it out. He may be missing a word in here, but these two words yeah. they fit together, and it is a place. Whereas the Apple Maps, I live in Canada. All the <laughs> locations they 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 gave me were all in the United States. Hmm. Um, I mean, for the most part, I mean, Apple Maps has worked okay for me. <clears throat> Um, it just some of the settings that are in there, um, including just doing a simple search, uh, having the app clips built into it, I think is really cool. We, I've demonstrated that before. You type in a uh, good example is Panera Bread. You type in Panera Bread, you look at the Panera Bread location, then the app clip will come up in the map, being able to place your order at Panera Bread right from Apple Maps. So they have done some smart things uh, with Apple Maps in that in, in that sense. But yeah, I agree. And some of those. Yeah, some of the some of the stuff uh, is not as friendly, uh, and 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 I think they've done good good things about um, the look around uh, feature where you can you can tap the, the the image of somebody. I mean, they obviously pulled a lot of this stuff from Google Maps. Had been doing this uh, for sure. for a while, but, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. 
so they've got this in here, and like, um, here's here's a good example. I I, uh, I tapped in uh, Popeyes because I one day I was I got cra- a craving for the the Popeyes uh, chicken sandwich because it's, it's so good. And of course, T-Mobile was giving a free one away, so that was I think that was the other reason why I was looking for a Popeyes sandwich here. <laughs> but you scroll up, and this does have the way to order it too. And this actually brings it, and then that that brings it in through Yelp, so you you can place the order. The menu is on there through Yelp, and then it gives useful to know information. It gives you some of the ratings uh, that people gave on Yelp. So it all depends on the restaurant and what you're looking for. It relates to, to the, the app clip uh, that they, they build in. So that means you don't have to have the app that's uh, that that the uh, the restaurant uh, actually provides and be able to to do a search for it uh, without a problem here too. Um, it. it uh, they they they're given the weather where you are and when you're searching on the map as well. So if you search in a different location, it'll tell you the weather information right there. The air quality index is in there as well, so you have that in That's there. Um, so I think Apple Maps has done a good job uh, when it comes to that um, and being able to do that. Uh, and they still use TomTom as their back end, um, uh, which is. Uh, is interesting uh, and and that's still very accurate data so um i think sure of course in in itself the uh the uh apple maps as doing a very good job but you know when there's quirks like that and, and there's a very good reason to say something and say hey you know, what you know, what's uh, what's the deal with this why why can't you find this well my frustration is rooted in the fact that i would love for apple's mapping platform to be awesome because yeah, so many of their things are freaking awesome yeah. well come on let's get with the with the apple maps thing like i want to use apple maps exclusively and then you know it, it, everything can tie in and you want to you always want to use the tie-in you know one thing overlaps with the next thing and it's it's relatively seamless whereas when and the same thing is true with google if you're in that ecosystem but i'm in the apple ecosystem they have a mapping platform i have expectations and apple's not meeting them yeah, absolutely. That's it. I agree. I agree. Um, but uh, I, I thought it was good at least to get get that out there because people are always asking questions about that. Um, there was also another. I actually put this in as as a link. This a link in the show notes. A story that was on Apple Insider about the Apple's indoor mapping format has adopted has been adopted as a community standard. Um, Apple indoor mapping data format, which they're calling it IMDF, uh, was uh, this week adopted by the Open Geospatial Consortium as a community uh, standard for indoor uh, positioning services. And Apple announced this this past week. Um, and um, the uh, the uh, standards is based on the paving the way for accurate indoor positioning on a variety of platforms because uh, they do have uh, in, in like like shopping malls airports uh, it's all built into Apple Apple Maps that gives you the opportunity of being able to uh, to set that up and it's it's kind of freaky uh, when you go in there and say like, oh the, there's there's where the the, the jc penny is and where the the the, the store the, this the apple store is here and it shows you exactly where it is on the on the mall's map um so it's it's cool that they've they've adopted this as a, as an actual community standard um and uh, it was a, a great information mobile and it, it is mobile friendly compact human readable gives you lots of extensive extendability so developers can easily you know work with apple and, and the apple maps uh, platform being able to get this so you know i've used it before i assume you have yes i have it and i i think it's awesome i've been in a few airports i've been yeah. in a few malls especially over in the states um it, it's great to as a as a mall directory especially when some of these are like you know three levels and you're, you're just trying to find the apple store or wherever and uh, 
these are the kinds of innovations that I think Apple is, you know, I love seeing them throw them in, into the Apple maps, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, they just need to get, uh, you know, a, a few of the other edges smoothed out uh, yep. first before. Uh, I, I don't know if they're trying to do too much or, you know, like you say, they have the look around and they now they have this, uh, this um, indoor mapping platform that has now become uh, basically a standard. Um, but does Google have something like this? I want to say they do. I had thought so, they uh, did. I can't. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Uh, I haven't used it, so I can't. I can't say for sure. Um, all right. But I had thought uh, that. Uh, I mean, I'd be surprised if the Google wouldn't have uh, something like right. that. Right. Hey, you know what? Apple has a great standard. Google should adopt it that, and use it in their mapping that, platform. That's how it should work, right? <laughs> um, uh, next uh, topic I want to talk about is um, I, I don't I think I've mentioned this before on the show um, and I've done this as a as a recommendation. There's a, a service out there. It's a it's a company called PodSwap, and their website is thePodSwap.com. We have a link in the show notes about this. And uh, what they do is this is an interesting business model. Um, they're actually based in Miami, Florida, um, and uh, they uh, they started this business where what they do is they 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 send you a refurbished pair of AirPods and they replace the battery. They've come up with a way that they actually can disassemble the AirPods and be able to go get in there and actually replace the battery. And, and I, I never thought in a million years that you'd be able to get into these AirPods because I've been using AirPods. I, I have the first gen and that's what we'll talk about here. Um, and never, who, who would have thought and that you could even get into these? I know I fix it probably, I think gave it a one or a two repair rating as it was right. anyway. Yeah. So, but they came up with a way where they, um, what they do is they, they take your, uh, they, they, they send you a pair of refurbished AirPods with brand new batteries in them, and they've tested and rated them to have good batteries. Um, you receive the you receive the replacement instantly, and then all you do is go into the into the uh, into the pack, and uh, you send them your old AirPods back, and you're done. So then, what they'll do is they'll clean up the ones you had because you know that people are going to have AirPods that have earwax and gross stuff, and they got to do some major sanitizing before they could even consider. I would assume you know, so, yeah. So that they say they do that as well, which they have to, of course. I don't think they'd be selling somebody with some used. <laughs> That's bad enough. I, I I feel uncomfortable as it is anyway to even buy a pair of used AirPods as it is as it is. So, um, uh, but they uh, they've done a um, they've done a great job of of, of being able to uh, to do this. And so I, I thought I would I would actually go through it because the pair of AirPods I had, you know, for the first generation AirPods, I believe it or not, came out in 2016. So it's been four or five years since um since those wow, those yeah. first came out um and uh for the sake of the uh uh for the for the sake of the the video to share i'm just i'm just sharing a picture of what the box looks like here and uh this uh this bo this box is is what how it comes it's just a simple box tells you tells you exactly what i just described that the two airpods are are left and a right and they're they're in in a bag and you just uh, pull them out and you put them into your um into your case you do keep the case so so it uh, it won't be uh something that you uh you'll be replacing so unfortunately you know the case is probably not going to have a, a good a good battery life like like uh, this i know this this battery case isn't as as good for the battery as the, the AirPods themselves, but it's very easy to pair them. And, and, you know, if you go to Apple, you can go to Apple and get a, a new pair, but they're going to charge probably like $89. And at that point, you might as well just buy a new set, you know? Um, 
Sure. Because it's going to be really close. So the price on this is is only $59, $59.99. And, uh, you know, tax, and, and I think it's nominal shipping, uh, like $65 bucks U.S. Um, and they uh, they ship them back, ship to you. And it was a very good, uh, great experience. I thought uh, it, it worked well. Well, we're, I'm, I'm going to have pictures of what we showed on the video in the show notes so everybody will be able to see this. Um, but you know, pairing your new set of AirPods is very easy. You, you just put once you there's there's a, there's actually a support article from Apple. You put you put the AirPods back into the case and you push the the sync button and then the I hadn't done this before, so it it goes white and then you you hold it until it it flashes, then goes to green or to or to amber if the batteries aren't fully charged, and then it syncs. So it's just like you're taking a new set of AirPods, putting them into your old case, and voila, you have a you have a a, a, a uh, basically on a, a fresh set of AirPods with a fresh battery. So, um, Hmm. I wonder why they're not doing the case. Um, they may not be able to get in the case. I'm, I'm thinking uh, is, is probably they get into these AirPods, into these AirPods but I, I, I don't know. It is kind of strange. Um, so then they are selling other stuff too, where they have the, um, uh, you can do one for, for two replacement, uh, so if you have one, maybe sometimes people lose one of them. They'll charge ninety eighty nine ninety nine to give you back with a pair because you know these wow, are obviously easy. That's a great idea. That, that's a great deal. And of course, they have an accessory case. My my AirPods Pro and I talked about this on a pre- previous show. I have these uh, uh, from from Spec. This is a, a protective case for the for the AirPods Pro. Uh, so they also have a protective case that they're selling. So then, so it looks like I mean. I'd be interested to see if this is a sustainable, uh, this is a sustainable, uh, uh, market or not. Uh, currently they're only doing the first generation. They have the second generation, but right now it's still set as coming soon. People did ask whether or not you'd be able to do, uh, the AirPods Pro. They're, they're nowhere near that yet. So it might be some. Well, no, AirPods Pro's batteries are still probably pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. You plus. Would, you- Plus costs. I wonder. I'm wondering. You know, the, the cost might not, or or can they get in them to get the batteries? I'm using the pros here. So, uh, right. and uh, and uh, but they give a 90 day warranty on on this replacement, which is great. Um, uh, so they uh, 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 they are they're they're definitely interesting. So once they once they ship the AirPods to you, uh, you have five days to ship it back to them. They give you a prepaid label, and I, I'm a little nervous because you're using the U.S. mail here in the United States. So. Uh, the way the mail's been lately. Hmm. So, you know, I did, I was, I was smart this time. Cause this time I did that when I'm shipping something, you know, when I, I got the, 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 the shipping, uh, tracking number, put it in, uh, in the USPS site and told them, text me every time it has a status change. And so they got them, uh, they got them yesterday. Uh, so, okay. so they're, they're good. They got them and they're not going to charge me <laughs> more because <laughs> I didn't send the old ones. So I thought this, this is a, this is a great, uh, this is a great, uh, Great concept. Business model. It's something that you can expect it to show up a few years after the original equipment has been released. So, and they've got, and they've got a lot of great reviews on their site. So check them out. The, the podswap.com. Like I said, I've got a link in the show notes. So you can get to that. They give you a 90 day warranty on it. And uh, yeah, you can't beat it. And now I got it. I, I mean, the reason I did it, First off, I took one for the team and wanted to sh- wanted to uh, get 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 everybody uh, uh, an experience on this, as well as it's always good to have a, a spare pair of, of of AirPods because I've been many times. I mean, the AirPods Pro do last for a good long time, but uh, uh, you want uh, you, you may be in a bind and then you. Um, I'll, 
And I, when I when I put these in, I was like, oh my god, there's no difference. <laughs> the AirPods Pro is so much nicer because of the fitted uh, uh, with the uh, the, ear, the, ear, the ear cups and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So check that out. I th- I think it's going to be something uh, you you might want to do. So. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to some tips here. I threw a couple in myself, but you got one in here that you you uh, you, you did, and this was about uh, the music app and uh, skipping. You want to, to, to talk about right? Um, if I listen to a lot of music. Uh, Me too. Either through my um, Beats Pro uh, wireless uh, buds, or through my uh, Home Pods that I have in the house here. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I. Um, tell the, the lady what what song I want to play or uh, since I'm a musician I oftentimes go back mm-hmm. to like I'm listening to something and then I, I want to listen to it again go back this many seconds I do that a lot um, and other people may just want to go back as well well if you notice in the um, the music app on your phone uh, there between the, on either side, there's a fast forward and a, and a reverse button or icon. And in the middle is the play button. Now in previous iterations of the music app, there used to be little skip back and skip forward buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say they changed at some point, And then at some point you're able to say what those buttons do, like what the time is on each one if you go into the podcast app you can see exactly what i'm talking about because apple has kept that functionality in the podcast app and you can go into the settings for the podcast app and change what those two buttons say so you can go back 15 seconds but you can go ahead a minute if you wanted to but in the music app that's gone so i was over i was having a little jam session with uh my buddy there and he is he is beside himself i could see the frustration and he's using an apple product and he's frustrated so i i it's like a dichotomy that i just like i gotta what 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 is he missing here because what he what i find is he gets frustrated because when he's talking to his phone which i rarely talk to my phone unless i have my earbuds in i usually will just hold the button on the side to summon the lady and um, so he wanted to get backwards. Like, I want to listen to that again in 10 seconds. It was, well, how come I can't just push something? And I try to grab the scrubber and I'm missing it. He goes, it used to be so easy. Just go poof. And it goes back this amount of seconds. So I'm thinking, yeah, well, how come Apple took that out? What was their thinking behind that? And I realized that there's lyric mode in uh, if if you're listening to music and in lyric mode, you can actually go back right to a very specific spot in a song. So it's great for musicians as long as the lyrics are there, which for most songs, the lyrics are there and they scroll. So you can go right back to the beginning of that course and push the those lyrics there and you can start at that point in the song. So if you're wondering where your skip buttons were to go back or forward to a certain spot in the song, you go into lyric mode, which is that little icon at the bottom left there, and uh, you go in there, yep. and that's uh, that's how you micro manage where you are in any given song. Absolutely, 
I think Apple did a great job in music with lyrics. I mean, being able to just a, just a simple way to just tap that button, go in, and you can follow along the lyrics. And I always like my wife. I show it to her all the time. It's like, hey, look, you can you can sing along to this, and you get to see the lyrics. Here, look at that. And, you know, especially when you put it on an iPad. So it's 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 almost like a, a you, you know, it's karaoke. almost karaoke on your iPad. So uh, uh, so I think they did a really great job of of, of getting that um, uh, in place for the lyrics. So, but uh, no, that was a, that was a great tip. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, everybody's going to like to know uh, how to do that skip skip function in Apple Music. So um, I have a couple tips. These are kind of tips and apps, really. Um, this was actually an article on Nine to Five Mac, but I think was a good place to re, re, uh, re, re, reference um, because this has always been a challenge, um, and I think many of us these days probably do um, take images. Of, of text or take images or a screenshot of your iPhone or anything specifically a lot of times it has uh, like texts uh, text and stuff on it so you want to be able to capture it of course when it's a photo that makes it even ch- more challenging and then for those using your Mac all the time you'd always have a, a PDF of something and it was it would be an image it'd be near impossible to to, to, to be able to capture that text because you want you may, you may want to convert the, the, the image to text uh, and copyright your clipboard and paste it into a document it might be something that you find uh, that you find that that's uh, on there. There's a number of apps that they they mention here, and one of them I, I have found here, which is really a really cool app. It's called Live Scan, and and they tested this, and I, I agree with them. I've used this uh, before. It, it it does a great job. Of basically, what it does is it it's an app that opens up one any image that you have in your photo fo- in your camera roll uh, in photos uh, on your iPhone, and be able to scan. The, the the document with the whatever type of language it could be you know whether it can be English and it might be Chinese characters and it does a really pretty good job of, of doing that so um, and you just grab those photos be able to scan it and bring it right in there now they do uh, it, it does a really good job of doing this and, and it's actually not too terribly expensive and I, I had thinking about it I might I might try it because they have a 999 lifetime access uh, subscription so it doesn't cost you a dime after 10 bucks and it might be worth well worth your uh, uh, well worth sure. it uh, uh, I'm assuming you take you take a lot of screenshots and then do this yeah, kind absolutely. Of stuff. Yes, we all do I do too for sure um, and and this comes in really handy there's a couple other apps I'll mention on the Mac and there's one I absolutely love and it's actually part of set app um, if anybody's not familiar with set app is uh, the subscription uh, um, apps for Mac and as, and as well iOS, cause uh, they're, they're starting to, to spring out on the iOS stuff. Um, um, it's an app called text sniper. And I was super impressed with it. I have it on, on my Mac and it, it, it does the same thing. It's, it's just a matter of doing just like you're doing a screen, you're doing like a screen capture, um, on, on your Mac and it just, scans whatever is, is text is on a uh, on a photo and it'll grab it and it does a very really good job of uh, of doing that uh, another app they also mentioned for iphone and ipad is called snipe snip copy um and uh it does similar stuff to live scan and it does have an ad supported model. You always love those apps that have ads. And then you did your, and you, when you start <laughs> seeing all those crazy ads for those those games and such and then others crude stuff you you, you, tend, you tend to not like it but it, it, it didn't get a very good review of, of what it does so i think of all the things here of what i've read and and, and, I, and one i i can say i have used it's called live scan 
check it out. There's a free seven day trial. You can try it out. They, they do like a dollar a month, uh, five ninety nine a year, or you, or like I said, for 10 bucks, my gosh, I mean, might as well just do a lifetime. And, but you know, lifetime can not necessarily be a lifetime because there's been plenty of, of apps. I've not. paid, paid that money and then the app goes away. So, uh, so, so be, be aware of that. So you might get a couple years out of it, but it, it may be around because the technologies uh, really has changed. So, um, Do you remember when uh, like optical character recognition software used to be like a hundred dollars? Yeah, well, big money and the thing to have, you know. Right, and and you ha- and you had to have a scanner, like you had one of those big yep. flatbed scanners. You yep. put your, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> now we're doing it on our phone. Yep, yep. Um, and then a uh, couple other tips I want to talk about here. Again, I'm linked to some articles here, but I've talked about this before. I always love this website, OSX Daily. They put some great, great, uh, good tips on the, on on that on that site. Um, how to find your iPad, iPhone with your HomePod? Um, if you don't know where you've put your iPhone, uh, and and I would hope you have an Apple Watch. If you don't have an Apple Watch, you probably should have one just for this reason because you can easily <laughs> do this, and uh, and and uh, it'll uh, if it if it lets me. Um, and so I can find my iPhone because it's dinging for me and I keep doing it like 50 times. Where the heck did I put my iPhone? Well, you also can do it with your HomePod and the HomePod mini, which is powered, powered by the S lady. Uh, and, um, uh, the way you do it is, um, you, you initiate a voice command to HomePod by a phrase saying, uh, Hey, you, uh, I can't find my iPhone or Hey, you, where's my iPhone? And Siri will now reply something like looking for your iPhone. And uh, at this point, at that point, you'll, you'll have to wait a few seconds. It's, so basically what it's doing is utilizing the Find My uh, service that you've already got your iPhone linked to. So I would assume this would work with the iPad as well. I should probably try that because uh, it, 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 and it just, and it puts the system alert on, on the iPhone's screen saying, find my uh, iPhone alert. And uh, you just got to tap it. So otherwise it's going to keep dong and, and, and drive you crazy until you do it. So check out that feature. If you for those of you who have home pods um, and uh, I've got, I'm of course I have every home pod. There is two, two home pods here with the, the big ones that are my stereo pair, which I've talked about last week. I'm super stoked when big, Sir, um, eleven point three comes out. They've now finally the Mac can play the pairs as a pair. I don't have to play just on the left or the right. Right. So they finally, yeah. they finally, they finally got your pair to actually truly be a pair. Uh, uh, and uh, so I'm pretty stoked with that. And the HomePod Mini is working out really well too. I think I don't know if you got one of those yet, but uh, uh, right you got a HomePod Mini. Okay, I'm sure you love it because it's a, it's a, it's a great. One. I got one on my bedside right now. I don't know why I even have it there. I need to move it somewhere else because I'm silly. I, I, I have my iPhone that I listen to at night that, that's sitting next to me. So why, why do I have a HomePod Mini there? It's just, There's going to be a bit of redundancy in the Ginsburg residence. There is, we know there that. is. So I got, I, I bought two HomePods when they first came out about a white one and a black one or a, a space gray one space gray ones here the the white ones up at our our, our lake house and the, the 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 family's enjoying it up there so nice. <laughs> at my expense but that's okay uh i use that feature all the time yeah 50 percent of the time i use my watch to find my phone and the other half the other time i ask the home pod where it's at Absolutely. So, and then uh, another tip here, and, and I, I'm using iMore uh, uh, as a reference here, uh, how to view and delete your old iCloud backups on your iPhone. Um, it is a great idea to have your, 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 your backups and I hope everybody's backing up their iPhone because you, you don't want to lose the settings, uh, especially your photo, your photos, uh, and, and all, and your messages. I think those are the two things that, that probably the biggest uh, hogs when it comes to space. So you should have enough iCloud space. Um, and, uh, 
it, it goes through a lot of the details of what's in your iCloud backup. And like I said, it's, uh, it, 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 it's great because when you restore it, it restores basically all your settings over, you know, your app data, your device settings, app data. your home app sc- data is big, your home screen and app organization. Cause you know, we all love to have our apps in one place and believe me, I've, I've done that before. Like, oh my God, I got to reorganize my apps again. Um, Never. and, 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 um, and it's a good idea to uh, to keep all your iCloud backs in one place. Um, and what you do is, uh, if you want to go in and actually manage your stores and take a look at what backups are there, uh, you go into the Settings app, and then you go under the Apple ID banner that's at the top of the screen, and that's basically your icon of your of your face in the, in your Apple ID. Go into iCloud, and then you go into Manage Storage under iCloud. Um, and then you go and tap backups and backups in there. And I've, I've, it's happened to me before. And I, well, of course, with me getting a new iPhone every year, I'm going to see the 11 pro max and the 12 pro max. So I wanted to make sure, uh, I, uh, I did, I, I did a restore. In fact, I'll say the, my 11 pro max backup was kind of of a mess. So I didn't, I wasn't able to restore everything. So I did have to do a little customization when I did the restore, but, uh, uh, but I got uh, it worked out okay. So so you go in and, and if there's any excess backups, because I believe me, I'm sure there's plenty of you out there that have like sometimes three, four, or five backups, and they t- it takes up the space on your iCloud. You know, I'm okay. I, I have a two terabyte plan now because I'm part of the uh, the Apple bundle, so I'm, I don't think I have any worries about my uh, my probably not iCloud space. But uh, but go in, delete them. If there's something in there that that you, that you no longer own, I mean, I've had that plenty of times. Just uh, just go in, delete them, and I think you'll. Uh, You'll be much happier, um, and you do the same thing on your Mac too. Because there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of backups on your Mac as well that uh, that you might want to get rid of. So, um, so another good tip there for you as far as your for iPhone sure. backups. And then uh, let's go in and uh, talk about a couple apps here. You have one uh, app that you uh, brought up. Go ahead and uh, tell us about it. <clears throat> it is Lenza. Lenza is the app that uh, I just recently got turned on to. Um, it is. It's a it's a photo editing app that is really geared towards uh, people. Um, So uh, the 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 kinds of stuff that you can um, do in here, uh, well, it's basically in categories. So there's face. So in face, the things you can adjust in the face is uh, there's a bit of a retouch. Uh, You can retouch your neck. Well, you know, we that's have, a, like me. I mean, guy Cyril was saying away with his new camera. It's like, yeah, you can see on my guy, my, my, uh, my neck fat. So I, I need to, uh, this camera's weight is too, is too good. <laughs> he, he needs a lens app. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, eye bags, it fixes yeah. eye bags. Um, eyelashes, eye contrast, lip color, uh, lens correction. This is stuff that could be in other apps as well. Eye size, nose size. Cheek size, I know, lip size, and then hair color. So that's all stuff to do with your face. Then you can go into background, and of course, you can erase the background that is in the photo. And uh, you can make it any, you can make it a photo of your own, or they have uh, some prepackaged stuff that you can use, like, you know, impressionist or abstract or whatever. Uh, you can do that as well. And of course, it has um, regular, um, you know, a, camera app uh camera adjustments that you 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 see then you know white balance and contrast and all that kind of stuff and then there's a, a few filters that they have that i suspect that they're adding to uh, on a on a kind of a regular basis which i noticed with other phone or 
camera apps that I have, you know, they, they keep, you know, they, they let you know that they're still developing the application. So, um, I love it. Just, just the amount of, uh, control that you have over whatever you took a photo of. Um, I know this is probably good for a lot of the narcissistic people who like to take selfies and post them, but uh, I like to use it on subjects that I take photos of and, you know, to make everybody look as flattering as they possibly can be. Now there's now the cost. <laughs> it it does have a free trial. Looks like a one week free trial. And uh, one week free trial. Yeah, yeah. It does, it's not cheap. <laughs> Just yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I don't remember what the, is it a monthly? Yeah, I'm looking. Okay. I'm I'm in here. It's uh it's got a one week free trial, so you can try it out if it's something that you think you're going to do a lot of. It may be a value to it's two forty nine a month, or you can pay twenty nine ninety nine per year. So then you can do it. That's what I did. It's a year, I, I paid the yearly subscription. Yeah. So, if yeah, it, so I mean, I'm, I'm, do you find you use it a lot? I like or? To, uh, I, I'm. It's my go to right now because you know okay. it's fun and you know you don't get get to you know get rid of the bags under your eyes or you know get one less chin under your <laughs> neck. You know it's 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 awesome. <laughs> so yeah, those are the kind of apps you just kind of have to see if is, is it something that's going to fit for you. Um, you know because right cause it, cost. The, the whole background uh, removal thing. I I really dig that that it, it yeah. automatically you know so it's obviously like I say geared towards taking pictures of people so it really mm-hmm. knows shoulders and arms and eyeballs and chins and all that kind of stuff so it, it does a really good job of figuring out what is a person and what isn't a person and it gets rid of the background pretty pretty awesomely i have to admit uh, to admit yeah it looks like they they update it pretty frequently and uh and a lot of fair pretty good fair amount of reviews 4.7 out of 5 so people are definitely liking it um but you know and, and they just actually came this is version 3.0 so they just came out the uh, last uh, yesterday as, as we're recording this um, so yeah, I forget what, there, there was a, a cool set of filters they added in there too. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a unique, uh, unique app. So check it out. See what you think. Yeah. If, if you're, if you take enough photo, like I do, I take a lot of photos. Yeah. I'm an Instagram guy and yep. Uh, yep. I take lots of pictures of wine, which I don't know that the wine thing is going to be so good for Lenza, but yeah. you never know. You could fix the background. So all you see is the bottle. So <laughs> yeah, you never know. Um, and my app, and I've always recommended this app and, um, I'm actually, I, I took a break from the, uh, the, uh, uh, they have a yearly, uh, uh, subscription, but, uh, the, it's a very popular podcasting app overcast. Now what they did is they gained the Apple, uh, the Apple watch app. So, uh, you know, listening to podcasts and being able to control it, uh, from your Apple watch is, is, uh, is actually a cool thing. And it, 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 it just got this update, uh, I believe yesterday. So as we record this, um, and, it's improved compatibility with Siri and other improvements. Uh, but what's headlined in this is, uh, is the redesigned Apple watch app. The new Apple watch apps are, are rare to say these days with podcast apps, especially. Uh, so, uh, you, you can see when, when it comes to uh, being able to be available available on the Apple watch and being able to pair with your iPhone, being able to control your podcasts, uh, from there. Uh, the old version of Overcast, yeah, it wasn't a great app. Uh, I'll definitely say that. But uh, but Overcast is a great, great podcasting app. I mean, for those of you who, are, who consume podcasts, and there's so many podcatchers out there, you know, uh, lately mine has been um, Pocket Casts. I've actually been using that. I I was I was a Downcast guy. I was using that for a long time, but I decided to uh, 
uh, to move over to Pocket Casts, and uh, they, they they do a very good job of aggregating uh, of podcasts. I'm still not a fan of the Apple Podcasts app, and and that's the other thing. Apple Podcasts app actually is going to be changing uh, soon with 14.5 you know, with some with the different views, and people aren't too happy with it. But uh, hey, it's changed. That's what happens. Um, but I guess so. It's interesting you mentioned the Apple Podcast app. Uh, I listen to a fair amount of podcasts, but yeah. I, it's always when I have my earbuds on. Yep. And I don't ever interact with the actual app. Okay. I always, it's just me and my voice saying, play the latest episode of this show. Yep. That's usually what I do. And then, you know, I'll, you know, and control it from my voice. It's interesting that you, you, we were just talking about, you know, yeah. how an app can, it can be better than another app. But I, I don't even know what the podcast app looks like. The only reason I looked in it recently was because of the of the the tip I just gave. Yeah. I did a search to find out, you know, what, what's the deal with the skip buttons, and it, it referred me to a podcast, an Apple Podcast app, and that's when I went and actually looked. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, that's what those used to look like. Because I listen to podcasts, but I only interact with my voice. Yep, absolutely. So uh, check it out. Overcast is a great podcasting app. It's actually. You know what? Honestly, I look at our, our listenership and I think it's like probably the number one or number two podcatcher that's part of In Touch with iOS. So those of you who are using oh, wow. using uh, Overcast, uh, obviously uh, you you know how good it is. And now you have now you've gained some improvements with the, the Apple Watch app. So check that out. So the Overcast app, the Overcast number app. one rated with uh, iOS or in touch with iOS listeners. <laughs> That's right. All right. I think we've uh, we've have gone this long hour already. I can't believe it's, it's it went fast. So let's go ahead and wrap things up here. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to your to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at date, uh, InTouchWithIOS, and, and you can also subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Overcast, as well as Apple Podcasts and many others. Uh, but better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter as well as on Instagram at DaveG65. And Mike LaPlante, thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody about your great YouTube channel and what you've been doing. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I, I've been doing this thing in front of microphones for a, a pretty long period of time. And I I, I recently, I, well, when I say recently, it's, it's my latest thing that I'm into is this uh, YouTube show that I do. It's all about wine. I call it the average wine enthusiast. And uh once every three weeks, uh, I try to put out a show about some specific topic dealing with wine, whether it's a varietal or, you know, just a, a good way to uh, to stay away from bad wines or good values on specific wines. Just uh, try to talk to the lay person out there because wine can be a pretty pretentious subject for it some can. reason. I don't know. It, I'm not exactly sure why that is. Uh, it's it's not out of the reach of the ordinary guy uh, or girl. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I just put a show out there and I'm having fun. I, I yeah. enjoy wine uh, wow. on a pretty regular basis. And uh, so I just try to share the knowledge that uh, I get. And like I said, you can go to YouTube and find that at The Average Wine Enthusiast. I also have a Instagram account, which, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that gets my uh, my 
my wine usage up uh, <laughs> a, a bit. Um, you can see what I'm drinking and get the latest scoop on what's happening uh, at, over at my Instagram account, which you can also find at Average Wine Enthusiast. Great. We'll link in the show notes. Uh, thanks so much, Mike, for being here. Really appreciate it. A lot of fun. Thank you. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. We had a lot of great uh, discussion here. We'll hopefully Warren will be back next week and he uh, won't have any internet connection issues, but uh, we missed you, Warren. Thanks uh, always to you as well as being our co-host. And thanks, everybody. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, talk again soon. And thanks for listening.